Yo, what's up, everybody? Since you guys all know it is tax season, I want you guys to know that today's sponsor is brought to you by Magnolia Tax Services. If you're a business owner or a high-earning individual, take control of your finances with the tailored tax planning services of Magnolia Tax Services. Their team of certified public accountants and enrolled agents specializes in maximizing savings for individuals and businesses by utilizing the latest tax laws and strategies. From complex business structures to high net worth individuals, they'll develop a customized plan to minimize your tax liability and increase your bottom line. Don't leave money on the table. Contact our partners at Magnolia Tax Services today for a consultation and get $100 credit towards your service by clicking the link in the show notes. That's right, guys. Like I said in the beginning, it is tax season, so you want to make sure you tap in with my guys at Magnolia Tax Service today. And once again, that link is in the show notes, and now we'll get right into the show. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people, if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching Ain't no more excuses valid, get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to the great, welcome back to the greatest show on earth, the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I am your host, Xavier Miller, and today I got another, another great, great, great episode for y'all. So make sure y'all uh, stay tuned for this one and share this one to everybody that y'all know because it's going to be a lot of game and value. But before we start the show, as always, I would like to advise all the listeners and the watchers to please subscribe, leave that star, five star rating, leave that review, share, like, do all those things. We're trying to run those numbers up for 2023. So, like I said, if you could do those things, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And getting right into the show. So, today I got another great guest, a guy that's doing amazing, amazing things, and he has an amazing, even amazing story. And I had to have him on the show. His name is Dr. Uyi. Abraham, welcome to the show, bro. We're glad to have you here. Yeah, good to see you, bro. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure yeah, to be here. Definitely, man. It's a pleasure to have you on. So, um, getting right into the show, man. So, for the people um, who could, this may be their first time hearing you or seeing you, do you mind just giving a brief background on yourself? Yeah, so, yeah, that's awesome. So, I'm Uyi Abraham. So, I came to America with just $100 and a suitcase of clothes a couple of years ago. Actually, we're filming in Dallas. So, I used to live in Dallas. Okay. And I live in... Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. So I came here primarily to go to medical school, you know. I was raised by my grandma in Nigeria, so I was able to get opportunity to come to America to go to medical school. But I came to America, and then I started kind of taking the classes and stuff, and I noticed that science was just, I kind of okay. lost hope and just lost everything, you know. So I became homeless. I slept on the street here in Dallas. Really? It was very, very tough. Yeah. Because I came with just $100 and I was staying with a family member at the time and we kind of didn't get along after a while because I wanted to do some other things, entrepreneurship, instead of being, you know, in the medical school. Mm. So that's kind of, kind of make things just kind of very funny at the time. So from being homeless to start, you know, going back to school again, then starting businesses to where I am now with, you know, from $100 to eight figures, you know, in business, just, you know, trying to help people to help and people. just exactly. That's beautiful, man. And so talk about that process um, before you get into the States. How old were you when you left Africa? I think I was about 21. Okay, so you was an adult. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. about 20-ish, 20, okay. yeah. And what what was life like back home in uh, Africa? Did Ooh. you come from, did you come from like money or no, anything like that? No, I, I did not. So I was raised by my grandma. 
and she was in her 60s at the time before she passed you know wow. and so it was very very hard because i grew up with like extended family like we do in africa so we had about maybe 20 kids that was being raised by a single mother and she was also kind of going blind and all kind of that kind of situation so things were very very hard i remember growing up we only ate a full chicken a full leg or thigh of chicken maybe twice a year which was christmas and also too on easter sunday like a special chicken was a special occasion. yeah chicken wings yeah and wow. uh, yeah so there was things were so bad even a yolk of egg right you know i never ate a full yolk of egg except if i was sick or it was christmas or easter that was our bad and terrible things was growing up i used to walk miles and miles to school you know but my grandma did taught me something that education was going to help me you know mm. even though she was talking more of like class education because that's all they knew at the time but she really encouraged me to read books so i was just reading books like i was going crazy crazy yeah <laughs> educating yourself yeah i read maybe over 500 books before i got to 18 years old because she taught me that education was going to be the escape route out of poverty and lack she always told me that if I know something that not that that's something nobody can ever take away from me. She used to say, hey, anybody can give you a house or a car and they could take it away from you or you can lose it in a fire or flood or anything. But when you are educated, that's something nobody can nobody take that can knowledge back away from you. So that was how things were. So I still have that kind of trauma when it comes to eating like chicken. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Because when I eat chicken now, I eat everything, including the bones. People are like, can you just leave some of the bones? I'm like, you don't understand. Growing in Africa, we barely have chicken. So when we eat chicken, we eat the bones and everything. They eat the bones? We eat the bones and everything, you know? So I just... Jesus. That's wild, man. That's yeah. Wild. We don't, if you see many Africans, we don't leave bones like that, you know? I said, when we become more Americanized, you know, we just eat the chicken, we eat the bones because... Growing up, we just never had enough chicken, so we just ate the chicken and the bones because you just get little pieces anyway. Mm. And what, what, uh, what part of Africa are you from? Nigeria. Nigeria, and that's yeah. dope. Shout out to Nigeria. Nigeria is in our is in our top five countries as far as audience. Oh, okay. yeah. Nigeria that's is awesome. like the fourth. Awesome. Fourth country with our listeners. So we got a lot of listeners in Nigeria. So they definitely gonna they gonna like this one, man. So shout yes. out to Nigeria. So um all right, so you you moved to the States at twenty one. So but how long did you when did you know you wanted to come to America? Was that like always a dream? It was always a dream. Okay. America is like the greatest country on the earth, you know. Mm. And it just That's right, a, that's right. Yeah, because a lot of people don't know that. You know, I mean, there's no country that is perfect on the earth, right? Every country has its own issues, mm. just like America. But having been to several countries and growing up in Africa, I know America is the greatest. Like God have really blessed this country with mm. a lot of resources and opportunities that a lot of people just don't take advantage of, you know. That's true, man. And I but I think when like I, I have this conversation so many times, and I, I hate when I see people from here. Yeah. Like you said, no country is perfect. Every country has its flaws. But I hate when I see people from here that are always like down talking, talking the country. I'll be like, y'all don't understand like how much privilege we have here. And even myself, I didn't really realize it until like I was in the military and I yeah. started traveling around the world, living in different countries and stuff. Then I seen like, oh snap, like. We super privileged in America, bro. Like so when 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 other people come here from other countries and they take full advantage, someone like you, I understand why y'all take advantage like that, because y'all appreciate the freedoms and everything else we got here so much more. Everything in America is just better. 
<laughs> I'm you, a lot of people just don't know that so they just don't know about the opportunities here you know like in africa when somebody's really poor they're really poor right mm. there's no social programs whatsoever really? no food stamp no financial aid no credit card you know so no medicare no, no credit Medicaid, nothing like that i mean now if you have money you probably can get few banks that will give you credit card credit. but that's when you're really really wealthy right but for most people that are poor because nigeria is like there's really no middle class is it that you're really wealthy or you're very very poor so the very very poor people mm. they really really suffer so there's nothing to help them like in america you could be poor but you get food stamp you get medicare right. you get weak you get weak. you get free, free unemployment, rent, unemployment mm. all of this stuff it's not like that in Africa. So that's why when we come from Africa to America and we see these opportunities, you see that many times, especially us Nigerians, we are very successful here because we know what it is to have nothing. So now we come to a place with so much opportunity, we just try to take advantage of it, you know? Mm, that's, man, that's, like I said, that, I, I, I love to see that. And like, I have these conversations all the time. Like I said, being ex-military, I know those privileges that we have here yeah. that people don't truly, truly understand. This is why I encourage people to travel all the time. Because I'm yeah. like, you just used to your city, your state. Now, understand the world is so much more bigger than you go to these other parts of the world. And you see how different yeah. it is. You're going to be like, oh, snap. <laughs> I got, I got, we got free reign back home. We could do whatever. So I need to take advantage of these opportunities. So let's talk about you actually get into the States. Like mm -hmm. you said, you, you, you didn't have much money. You got to the States. Mm -hmm. What was the, what did you do when you got here? So I came here, you know, just like everybody coming as an immigrant, the first thing is to kind of go to school. So I started taking classes. My dream was to be a gynecologist, a doctor. Okay. Okay. So that was my initial goal of coming here. So taking the classes, then doing the sciences, then just found that I just kind of lost passion for biology and chemistry really? and all of that kind of stuff. A lot of school. Yeah. Then I felt like entrepreneurship was the route for me. And then I just started, you know, switching there and there, back and forth that. Uh, again, Dallas, I was, you know, do all kind of jobs. I drove the school bus. I worked at restaurants. I was just walking Trying my stuff. way, trying different things until I got to where I am today. And that's why I always tell people, you know, what you start is not always where you're going to end, right? But you just got to start. You know, entrepreneurship, I, I do software coaching, all this kind of stuff today, but that's not how I started. You know, I think my very first business, I started building like websites for people for like $400 a piece. From websites, I started doing printing, graphics, photography, videography, right? I started doing business and learning the ropes and just kind of building my business muscles to mm. just kind of get me to where I am today. Where you okay, yeah. that makes sense. And what, what was the, um, wait, what year was this that you came to the States? I think I was here about 2002. 2000, oh, wow. Yeah. 2000, so did you have, did you, what was the uh, the first job? I think my very first job, I worked at Lowe's Theater. That was in Houston, Texas. Lowe's Theater? Yeah, Lowe's Theater. It was like $6 and maybe 15 cents an hour, you know? So, and remember just coming from Africa where there was no food and all of these things, was you, you know? Was, was you appreciative of I that? Was, of course, I was really? very appreciative of it. Yeah, uh, working at the movie theater and cleaning the floor and getting paid six dollars an hour, I felt like I was wealthy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> going from you know, because I have to calculate that in naira, which is the currency in Nigeria, right? So making nothing in Nigeria, coming and having six dollars an hour, I was like a million. I was wealthy really? in Nigerian currency, you know. 
That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So, so when um, so was it ever a point that you realized, wait, this is nothing. Six dollars an hour. This is nothing. Yes. Did, did it get to a point? Did yeah. that get? Yes. It okay. was really after I got married oh. and I had my first daughter. Okay. Okay. Then okay. I was that at that sense. time. Yeah. My my job was paying me about maybe eleven or twelve dollars an hour. Then I did the math and I'm like. I can never provide the life that I want for myself and my family working $11 an hour job. So I have to figure out something different. And that's when I started kind of testing entrepreneurship. Mm. I found that for me to be successful and become wealthy, I have to do business for myself and do business, you know, and that's how I got into business. Mm. That, okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. When yeah. you having that, having that family is that eye-opening when you got people that you need to look out for. So that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. So did you... Because that was that was going to be my next question. Did you come here married? But you came to the States as a single man and I then came got married. Sing, yeah, and I got married. I, How, I think I got married two years after I came to America. Okay. So yeah. uh, is, your, is your wife from Africa as well? So she's technically Nigerian-American. Okay. So that means her parents are from Nigeria, but she so was born, born and raised in... So Houston, she's Americanized. She's Americanized, she's Americanized yeah. all, all the way. All the <laughs> okay, way. Oh, uh, yeah. So that... Yeah. that Dang, so talk talk about that though, because being having a job making six dollars an hour, meeting a woman and mm -hmm. marrying a on, on on that kind of income, like how yeah. did, how did that work? See, that's why she's uh, she's like a, my blessing. She's like a miracle lady, you know. Really? Yeah, because when she found me, I had nothing. I only was making about ten, eleven dollars an hour. Uh, you know, at my job, and I told her that, you know, I have big dreams. I was going places. If she married me, then I'm going to take her to take around the world, that I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to retire her before she was 30. You told her that we was making six, I seven Yeah, I, I was talking a big game. But, <laughs> but, 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 but I had a dream, though. Right, right, right. I knew right. where I was was not where I'm going to always be. I knew mm. there was something better, greater, that God was going to take me somewhere. But I needed somebody to believe in me and to partner with me and so we can build together. And every other woman, when they saw my situation, single man just came from Africa. I didn't have no bed. I had a futon. Um, I had no, you know, dining set or whatever. My office desk was my dining set. When you open my fridge door, it was all white because there was barely any food there. So many of the women, they'll come in, they'll be like, no, no, I was just too poor for them. But when she came in, she was not interested in what I got now. She just saw that there was potential were. in me mm -hmm. and where I was and where I was going. And she just believed in me and we built together. In fact, it's so interesting that our wedding, we could not even afford anything our wedding. This will shock you. Our wedding dress was the only thing I was able to afford and my suit. And I bought a wedding dress for $25 off eBay. And I spent, sorry, $50 off eBay, then $25 to dry clean it. Yeah, <laughs> then dry clean it. And dry clean for $25. Then my suit was like $100 from KNG. Then our moms came together and paid for the, the ring and the, the food and stuff for our wedding. So we started from nothing. You know, but she That's believed amazing. in me and we worked together and, you know, we're doing big things now. That's amazing. So what, when, because you, you came in the States in 2002. And then you got married like 04, 05 around that time. 04. 04. 2004, yeah. And you still, at this point, you're still not making a lot of money. So when when, uh, when did it happen for you to start that, that income jump? When did that happen? I think that happened around maybe 2018. 
2018? Yeah. So, it's, okay. so there was a, you know, there was a couple of years kind of doing, mm -hmm. you know, under under six figures. But 2018 was when things began to just kind really? of open for us bigly. Because then I understood that one of things that was holding me back was mindset. Really? Your mindset? Yeah, mindset. So I noticed that people were making six, seven, eight figures were not better than me. They were not smarter than me. But they were just more exposed to opportunities and to people and environments that encourage them to dream bigger and to achieve bigger things, you know? So that's when I started like changing the type of books I was reading and started going to masterminds and investing in coaches and mentorship. And that exposure and when my mind shifted, then I started dreaming bigger dreams too. Really? I went, you know, stopped doing all these small type of businesses I was doing, like, you know, Tax business is not necessarily small, but I was I had a tax business. I was doing Turo. I was doing multiple. So you doing a lot of. I things. was doing a lot of things, but because I was just scared, I didn't have the confidence to just stick to one for it to it's become a, successful, successful. You know, but my mindset began to shift, and I began to understand I have to really stick to one thing and just think bigger, dream bigger, and that's when things just started shifting, and you know, our, our money just started going up too. Mm. I think there's a huge, huge, huge lesson in that, bro, because yeah. so many of us, when we become entrepreneurs, we're focused on getting rich, getting rich, getting rich. Yeah. And in that process, we want to do this, 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 this. Mm -hmm. We come four or five different things we've all ventured, ventured into. But the reality is when you are into all these different things, yeah. you're not given an opportunity for that one thing to just blow because your energy is all over the place. It's like you might be getting $5,000, $10,000 <laughs> making doing this thing, yeah. 5000 doing something else. But it's like, you could be getting $100,000 a month if you just buckle it down to one thing and put all your energy into that. But a lot of times, we don't focus into that because we got that, that uh, what's to call it? That sh the shiny object yeah, syndrome. syndrome. Everything we see, mm -hmm. we like, I want to do that, I want to do that, mm -hmm. I want to do that. Without realizing, a lot of times, that stuff really just sets you back because you could just, I know even um a couple, like a year or two ago, I talked about how I was into several things then i cut all the i only say it's fat because a lot of them was profitable yeah but i realized i need to just focus on one yeah and it was podcasting i was in a lot of other different things i said i'm cutting all that out i'm making podcasting my main 100 percent focus and i've been doing that since then so that's a major gem you just dropped bro for the for the listeners that you do need to cut that fat yeah it's too it's only 24 hours in a day how many things can we really focus on efficiently right. and get done at scale you know what I'm saying? Especially high-level stuff like that. So that's 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 definitely yeah, scary, bro. It's, it's just like, you know, if you're like trying to chase two rats, right? You're going to, you're going to miss both <laughs> of them. miss both of them. Because one's going to go this way, one's going to go the other way. But if you just focus on just one, right, you can just put all your attention into just catching that one. No, true. You know, and true. even right now, too, only a software company and teaching people how to turn their knowledge and expertise into courses and online mm. businesses, you know, the same thing I also teach my students as well. You know, I used to tell them to focus until they hit $100,000, but now it's so easy to hit $100,000 now. So I teach them to focus on one thing, one niche, one customer segment until you hit your first $1 million before you can switch into something else. And let me tell you something too. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think a million dollars is a, a lot of money because they look at it like, oh my God, it's a million dollars. But when you look at the math, you see that a million dollars is relatively easy to achieve. For example, one of my programs, I do have a course called The New Rich okay. that helps people to turn their knowledge and expertise into online business and 
create income and import. So I sell it for $14.97, right? So to, and to me, to make money, you have to look at, set your goal, right? Then reverse engineer and mm. see what your numbers are. See what the math is. So if it's $14.97 and it's a million dollars. So when you make that, when you divide uh, $14.97 by a million, by one million, it's about 700 pieces of that needs to be sold so then if i need to make a million dollars from a course a membership or any type of business right and i was able to go with high ticket you know kind of products at least over a thousand dollars because the math just works in your favor if you try to sell an ebook or some kind of membership or something that's like twenty dollars fifty dollars if you don't have a lot of influence a lot of attention it's just harder to that's hit true. a million dollars that's right because you need to be five thousand pieces of items to be sold but that one to five thousand is easier so fourteen ninety seven a million dollars, so I need to sell 700 pieces. So now the question is now, how do I need to, what do I need to do, do. to get 700 people so, to buy my product for 1497 to make my, my million dollars, right? So then attention, you got to get attention because it's a numbers game. You're probably going to convert one to 10% on average mm -hmm. of the amount of people get yeah, exposed to you, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're really, really good, you probably good 10%. But if you're not, if you average like most of us, you're going to come by one to 3%. So if you do the math, you're going to see that you need to find a way to expose yourself to at least a million people, right? To do your easy 700 to a thousand people to buy your course or membership or program between that 1497 to 2000 ish to hit your $1 million. Mm -hmm. So for when people look at the math, I always tell my students, money is math. Once you make the, once you understand the math and the math makes sense, then it's not a, it's not a question of how do I make a million dollars? It's not a question of how do I get my, course, membership, program, podcast, whatever, to the right number of audience so I can just convert my 1% to 3% to get my numbers. You get what I'm saying? No, I get it. So when I started thinking like that, so that's how I, you know, hit my goals. Um, like I told you earlier, my wife really, you know, she married me when I had nothing. So when I promised I was going to retire her, which I did when she was 30, and by the grace of God, she's never had to pay any bill That's beautiful. whatsoever, uh, credit cards, nothing since since when she was 30 years old, because God have helped us to do that. Then last year, I wanted to give her a gift also to just to appreciate her. So I bought her, first I bought myself a Rolls Royce, <laughs> you know, and I kind of felt bad because she's been like rocking with me from day one. So I, then I decided I'm going to buy our own Rolls Royce as well. So the budget was $350,000 for Rolls Royce. So then money's math, right? I was going to buy with new money, not old money. So what do I need to offer for three hundred? dollars you know, 50, to make 350, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I put a program out for a thousand dollars. I just need 350 people to buy it. So for 350 people to buy it, I need to expose myself to at least 350,000 people so I can convert 10 percent. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so it's money it's is math. math. It's, it's math. math. It's attention. And I gotta say this too because that's one thing a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people think that online business or making money online is not working or only works for certain people. Yeah. 
it works for people who get attention, right? Attention, attention, attention. That's why I'm doing I'm doing this podcast today. Exactly. Attention, attention, attention. Let me tell you that story real quick because now you're getting me fired up now. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You know, I was on, and sometimes you don't know who's watching you. Attention doesn't have to be also to like volume in terms of the number of people. You also have to do with the, the quality, quality, the quality of, of people, people. right? Mm -hmm. So I was, I did a podcast with David Chance, right? Shout out to David, that's my yeah, guy. Yeah, Sleep for Suckers. Mm -hmm. uh, probably 2021 or so. And doing the podcast, you know, you know, just vibing, just having conversation. And somebody had found my information and sent me an email and say, hey, I saw your podcast really, really touched me. And I saw that you're doing, you know, you have a software and it's the first, Vonza, the first black owned, all in one creator software to create courses and memberships and all of that stuff. He said, I want to invest in it. I was like, uh, who is this person just sending a random email that want to invest, you know? So I wasn't taking him seriously, right. but he eventually asked my phone number. So I sent him my phone number and we talked a little bit. He said, I just want to fly into Atlanta just to meet you in person, make sure, you know, you're kind of a real person. Then I want to invest. I said, okay. And he came to Atlanta and I said, you know, what do you think the valuation is? At that time, I said, $10 million. He said, okay. He said, what about if I put $400,000? What would be my equity? I said, 1%. Bam. Ready to check $100,000. Really? From a, a podcast. podcast. Right? So attention, attention, attention. So if somebody's watching right now, do everything to get as much attention as possible. Mm -hmm. Because attention is a new currency. It is. Is 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 is. The value it is the new currency, yeah. and that's so much value that you just said. Because and this and this goes into the power of social media. This is why I always preach: social media is like the most powerful tool in the world right now, especially for any entrepreneur and business owner, because it gives you that opportunity to reach all these people. Yeah, and these platforms are free. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you could get on Instagram, you could get on Twitter, TikTok, make a post. If you don't have a following, granted, you might not reach many people, but if you do. You know what I'm saying? That's a plus right there. And getting into podcasting as well, that's, that's, I, uh, I'm, tr I'm trying to think of how to put this. I, I was talking to somebody else. I'm not going to say who it was. I had him <laughs> on my podcast and he said something very similar off camera. He was like, yo, I think a lot of, a lot of the people in my space of entrepreneurs mm -hmm. don't realize how powerful people like you are in your position because yeah. you have the audience and you have the authentic audience that I know that as an entrepreneur, I could come on and I could reach your audience telling my story. Yeah. And that's extreme, extreme. People don't realize how yeah. valuable that is. You know what I'm saying? Getting on a platform that has an audience and introduce yourself to this audience. Yeah. Not only do you introduce yourself to these thousands and millions of people, now they're going to tell other people about you when they like your story. The yeah. guy that invested in your company. Yeah. Who knows? Like he, he, he probably found you from Social Proof. He heard it, reached yeah. out to you. Who knows how many other people he told about you, told, exactly. told about Vonza. Mm -hmm. So social media, man, it, it, it is the most, like in my opinion, like the most powerful tool right now because you can reach. There's not been a point in history. Back in the day, in the 90s, 80s, you started a company. You know how you have to reach all these people? You have yeah. to do billboards. billboards hired, hired uh, maybe do radio if radio. you get a connect. That mm -hmm. was very hard to do yeah. at a point, getting on the radio. But billboards, paying to get in the yellow pages, mm -hmm. making ads and stuff like that. And even then, your reach was very limited. Mm -hmm. Because if you do a billboard, it's, it's, it's connected to how many people is driving down this highway, driving down this street. But on social media, 
you make a post, somebody in China can see this. Yeah. Nigeria can, can see, see this. Yeah. And I'm in Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. So that's the power of the internet. And I just want people to realize that don't undervalue that. Like, use that right now. You know what I'm saying? Just because you got 100 followers right now don't mean you'll have 100 followers next month. If you keep making content and keep seeing the value and putting out valuable stuff, the following is going to grow and your reach is going to grow. So. I, I, I like that you that you uh, that you touched on that, bro. That's big. Yeah, that's really awesome because that was a big game changer for me. You know, because everybody has been told when you start in a business to try to find your dream customer, and this right. and that, which is good. Yeah, yeah. But from what I know now, I tell people don't don't try to find your customer, so to speak. Mm. Just you just get attention. Just get the attention. Get your attention. That, they're going to find you. Yeah. Because it's a numbers it's game. It's a numbers game. You're right. get as much attention as possible. And within that place, you're going to find your customers. They're going to just find you. Or that you're going to be trying to find your first five, ten, you know, customers and running all over the place. Get attention. Get attention. I want to, um, let me give a shout out to Grant Cardone too. I think he really kind of helped me with that mindset also. Because I heard him talk about it so many times until I finally got it. And that's why it's probably one of the only few people I know that is doing 150 million a year just from his courses and mm, memberships. Yeah. A year. A year, yeah. You know, just from courses and memberships, you know, because it's figured out to get attention. You know, because attention is revenue. Once it's you revenue. get that attention, that's why, if you look at some people that are making money on this space too, you know, you know, they always have, there's a backstory right they they've been somewhere they, they either the influencer or they are popular or they've been on some real housewife of atlanta or some you know some show on tv or whatever now i was looking at one guy the other day and he was just blowing up so fast and he was making all this money and stuff like that then i researched i said oh okay it's been on this that it was in a couple of podcasts that were that have millions of subscribers yep. so i'm like okay i got it because it's a numbers game you it know is. podcast three think 2.3 million people made his first million dollar month from it it's a numbers game yes, it is it's a numbers game you, it's you, the fastest way to grow wealth instead of chasing customers find a way to get attention mm -hmm. of your potential customers mm -hmm. man and, and uh talk about this part too because a lot of times people will hear stuff like that and they're like i just want attention i just want attention without having the actual offer uh-huh you know, that's, uh -huh. that's the key part you want to get the attention but you want to have an offer. Exactly. Yeah. You need you need the offer. You need the offer that makes sense. You need the offer that is sellable. You need the offer that can connect with your potential audience too. Exactly. Right? Or that you get attention for no reason. Right. Like example, they have millions <laughs> of followers on social media, but they still not they're not money. making money from it. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like the story I heard uh, about a year ago, maybe a year and a half. About I forgot her name, but uh, somebody met, they, she had like over a million followers. And she dropped like a clothing line and she was like on her story crying and complaining about it because she only sold about like 30 pieces. Wow. With a million followers. And she was like, nobody supported me. I only did 36 sales and I have over a million followers. It's because you probably was not offering anything. You probably just dropped it out of the blue. Exactly. And your followers don't know you for that. So exactly. it's like, it's hard and they don't to do. even care about and it they don't sometimes. Care. Yeah. Exactly. So having that offer. Is everything, but talk talk about um because you 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 giving up so you giving up a lot of uh a lot of value right now. Talk about your company Vonza for a second, just for the people. So I want people to know exactly what that is and what you do. Yeah, so 
I started, so when I started online business, right, mm -hmm. so one of the first thing I did, so I learned taxes. I had a tax office, couple of tax offices in the Atlanta area. Okay. They put started coming to me and be like, hey, I see you doing well with, with your tax offices. Can you teach us how to, you know, do taxes? Then I learned about creating online courses. So turn that knowledge of tax preparation business into an online format so that people can buy. So I created my first course on taxes, teaching people how to create tax business, right? But then as I was doing it, I wrote a book, I wrote the ebook, I was selling merch, you know, I've always been a multi-passion entrepreneur, right. you know, but then it just became so cumbersome and frustrating after a while because I needed multiple tools to run my business online. Right, my online business is really to just help people to turn their knowledge into revenue. But I have multiple streams or multiple ways of doing that: course, membership, ebook, uh, you know, merch, and this and the other. Right. So it just was so frustrating. I remember one day I was, you know, doing a launch for my tax course, and then I was using Teachable for my course. I was using ClickFunnels on my funnel, Sam's card for my card. <laughs> I was using, uh, I can drop those names, you know, I was using WordPress for my website and using plugins to tie them all together to work and the plugins just misfired and that launch was horrible. I really? felt so ashamed and I was like, that was around 2019. I said, okay, it's 2019, we can send a man to the moon we have a phone that can bring a car down that we can get a taxi from our phone called Uber. And yet there's not one simple platform that gives me all the tools I need for my business in one place. I feel like that did not make sense. So I laid down on my, I laid down on my bed that day. I was just like, God, something needs to change. Entrepreneurs like me don't need to suffer what I just suffered, the embarrassment of click the link, but oh, why is the link not working? Because the plugin misfired and I'm using so many different tools. So that night I'll just pray. I know if uh, the audience believe in God or not, but I believe in God, I pray. And I like, mm -hmm. God, I want to do something about it. I just heard, and I heard Vonza. I've never ever heard that word in my life. I just heard Vonza. And I went to GoDaddy. I saw that somebody else already had the domain, Vonza. But they wanted ten thousand right. dollars for it because the five-letter word is a premium domain, and I was trying to I went to go that chart and say, hey, can you help me to get a better deal? And they went back and forth. It's like two, three a.m. and the person was not budging on ten thousand. And God said, just do it. I just put my American Express card. I bought the domain name really? Vonza. Yeah. Then got the domain name and now I'm not a technical founder. So I'm not a software developer. So now I have a dream to make online business simple for everybody. So that doesn't matter if you are 64 year old or you're 16 year old, if you have a knowledge, a skill, expertise, or a merch to sell anything to, to sell or create online. I want to make it easy for anybody to get started online. So that was how Vonza started. So again, I'm not technical, so I have to put a uh, team together and just a word of wisdom for people listening right now. When God gives you a big dream, there's always gonna be obstacles, Facts. but you don't stop. The very first thing I hired out of, I probably shouldn't say the country because I'm trying to bash in the country, but this scammed me of $100,000. And I was the first version. They said they could build it. They couldn't. I was discouraged. I almost wanted to quit. But my wife encouraged me to keep going. Then I found our CTO. And then he began to work with me to build our full engineering team. So 
That's how we started Vonza to make it easy and simple for anyone to create and sell online without using multiple, multiple. tools. So before Vonza, you had to use all these different tools to do different things. But Vonza just puts, consolidates them in one simple platform, all in one place, and they work so perfectly. So, for example, you have a knowledge, you can create an online course, your membership, uh, SMS. Uh, right now, we're the wow. only, all, and this is another thing too, though. When we started Vons around 2019, I was, you know, out there talking to some other tech companies, went to MailChimp and some of these other places, and they were telling us, just stick to one thing. Why don't you just do courses? Why don't you just focus on one thing like everybody else? But I'm like, there are people like me they don't just do courses. They they run a business online. They they need multiple tools to run their business. I want to solve that problem for them by making it simple, simple and easier to run their entire business in one place so they don't be all over the place, right? And they say, don't do it. But now, many of those companies now, they are not trying to become all in one. The right. be Teachable now yep. does this and that, all these other people. But when we started, we're the first true from the ground up built as the only one platform because I had the pain of tying different to tools and they're not working well all the time and just wanted to make it simpler. So that's what Vons is doing. And in about three years now, we are the largest, I think there's other kind of black owned platforms coming up here and there, but we are the largest and the fastest growing black owned creators platform on the at least in america uh we have just crossed fifteen thousand customer signups really? in 15 years sorry in three years three fifteen thousand. uh we just got a recent valuation of 30 million dollars in under three years yeah and now we're getting calls yeah we're getting calls from some really heavy hitters in the black community that want to kind of partner with us and try to be a part of this because my dream is to make it the first black owned creators platform to hit one billion dollars in valuation yeah so that's the goal and to really empower our culture i'm unashamed to be pro-black when it comes to our software because we are so left out when it comes to technology banking right True. and sometimes it breaks my heart just to kind of go a little personal here when i see black entrepreneurs want to just settle for six figure seven figure eight figure nine figure but all these white dudes they are building software technology for billions of mm -hmm. dollars you know the founder of kajabi there are two founders one of them is my friend the other one they just sold kajabi about two years ago for two billion dollars right in eight years white dude <laughs> got cashed out over $500,000, $500 million, right? But we want to be talking about six figures, seven figure, but the money is in banking, is in technology, is in software. That's because you can sell in multiples, right? So our dream is to be that platform for black and brown entrepreneurs where they can really succeed with their online business, yeah. Mm, you, just, hey, you just gave a lot of powerful uh, game, and I want to say, Salute and congrats to you because Thank you. those are are huge accomplishments, especially coming from overseas and being in America. Yeah. Being here in twenty, you've been, been here twenty years now. Yeah, and that's it's people that have been here for 60, 70, 80 years don't mm -hmm. accomplish uh, ten percent of that. So I want to say salute and congrats to you. That's a that's a that's a huge accomplishments, bro. But I want to ask you this: this is because I know you with you coming 
from Africa and coming from Nigeria, I got I got to ask you this because we know people try to attach a stigma a stigma onto Nigerians. <laughs> like, that's just what it is. Especially, I get asked that. Yeah, a lot. You get asked that a lot. A lot. A lot. Like, <laughs> I, I, it just popped up in my head. I'm like, I got to ask that because that's any you will see sometimes when people say anything about Nigerian. Yeah, oh, is they scam? Or I'm just, yeah. Is that something that people try to put on to you? Is that been something a lot you had to overcome a lot? A lot every day, every day, and wow. that's that's one of the reasons too why now I'm also trying to um, get some some partners to also kind of help put that extra credibility, right. you know, because when you're Nigerian and you have an accent, we have we have a, we have an accent and you're Nigerian. People, there's always that kind of trust factor. People are like, oh, can uh -huh. I trust? You, see? <laughs> you know, I've never scammed a person in my life. I don't even know how they do that. Uh, but I do know that a lot of Nigerians are known for scamming people. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate. And I think uh, because there the, is a hustle culture in Africa, right? So we have nothing. So people have to kind of get creative to try to figure out a way to survive, survive, you know. But sadly, instead of some of my brothers and sisters to use that creativity for good, they use that creativity to try to scam people, which right. I, I'm not a fan right. of. Yeah, but not every Nigerian, though. But it's another fact, though. Yeah. Nigerians are the highest, so the most educated group of people in America. Nigerians. Really? Nigerians, yeah. That's it, not, I'm, it's not factual. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah, because we surprised. go to school, we get educated, we're hardworking. And most of the ones that are really scamming people, they're they are back home. <laughs> on, sitting on a laptop and trying to send us <laughs> emails, <laughs> uh, crypto, and all right, of that kind of stuff. stuff. And they'll be talking to me, so I'm like, bro, you know, you know, from there, right? <laughs> you, you try to like, so you can't get me, me yeah, right? you, you can't get me, bro. You know, they'll be like, yeah, you know the game. I'm like, no, you stop doing that. You're making us all look bad. You know, <laughs> no, the, the the Nigerians that I uh, know personally, they all are very, very um brilliant people, yeah. very smart, very brilliant people. So yeah, I I, I definitely get it. But let me let me um let me ask you this real quick because this is talking to business, talking about all your 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 amazing accomplishments and stuff like that. What um are you? How can I ask this? You've been here twenty years now. Yeah. Does that uh like that hunger and that passion that you came here with is it kind of just is it died down now no. or is it something that is still deep within you? Bro, it's deeper now than ever. Really? Because, yeah. Why is that? Because one thing about money is that the more you have, the more you want to have. That's true. And the more you have, the more you realize that you don't have. Because there are levels That's to true. this, right? That's very true, bro. So right now, I'm going to answer a question, but right now, I mean, I've kind of hit many of my goals. Retired my wife, retired my mom. We live in a three-level home called the White House in Atlanta. <laughs> we, we have Bentleys, Rolls Royces, all those good stuff. But now, I'm now hanging out with guys that own private jets. It's a different level. It's a different level. It's a different level. Sure. So now, I'm, I've been studying a lot now, watching a lot of YouTube videos on private jet ownership. And this is the very first time I'm announcing it's my one next one year goal to own my own private jet. Really? Yeah. That's what you're going because for. Because money is math, right? So I've figured out the math and I make sense. People say, oh, it's expensive to maintain. Do the math, right? When you do the math, you do the calculation, it's doable. So that's my next goal now to own my own private jet, right? 
so, but to do that, that means I got to bring in new money to do that. So the hunger, and not only that, too, but also to give him back. Because another reason why those of us from Africa, where we hustle really hard, is because we got families that rely on us. We got grandmas, grandpa, we got aunties, uncle. We have family, we have villages that depend on us, right? We have to send money home all the time because people are poor there and we are kind of the only hope they have, right? I just came from Nigeria in November. You know, I took food, clothes and stuff, you know, gave millions of naira, which is you know, about twenty, thirty thousand dollars away, right? And that's something I want to do more philanthropy. So it takes money to help people. It does. You know, because after you, when you're making money, you get all your needs met. What else? What's How many next? more cars? How many more houses? How many more clothes you want to wear, right? Yep. So now it's about putting people on and helping and changing lives. So that's why the hustle now is stronger than ever. And also too, because I told God when I was poor, God, if you help me figure it out and you give me that wisdom and favor with the right people to help me put me on, I'm going to go back to get as many other people to bring them on as well. So that's my passion now. And not only with Vonza, we just created a new program, like I said earlier, called The New Rich, mm -hmm. right? And whenever you're in Atlanta, I want to have you on my podcast. We Let's just do it. I'll be in Atlanta soon. So good. Yeah, good. Yeah. We just launched our new podcast too over there. And the goal just to educate people and just help people to come out of that mindset issues, that fear, that insecurity, whatever it is holding them back so that they can break free and they can become wealthy through the new system, which is online. Online. Instead of the old way of billboards and all of yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm, you just, you just, uh, you just said a lot, man. And something you said made me realize something. When you said that the reason when we come from overseas, we hustle so hard is because we have a lot of people dependent on us back home. That made me realize, in my opinion at least, the reason why so many of us in the States are so lazy is not because we have a lot of people dependent on us because we can depend on a lot of people. Exactly. We still have... If all else, if all fails, we could go to mom, mm -hmm. we could go to dad, mm -hmm. we could go to grandma, mm -hmm. we could go to granddad, we could go to mm -hmm. aunt, we could go to my PPP brother. Loan. PPP loan. And if that does, that's all I was going to say. And if that, and if all that fails, and none, of that, too, exactly, you know? and none of that works, yeah. I can go to the government. Exactly. So, and, it, so, and then that part, like yeah. you said, you got PPP. You got uh, WIC, WIC. You got financial that aid yeah. that you can use to pay your bills that you don't get in Africa. That's why I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm independent. I vote Republican and Democrat. But sometimes, too, there's a reasoning to some people that are anti, you know, this kind of just giving black people just enough to right. kind of keep them happy because it holds people back. Because if you don't have anything pursuing you, you're not going to run as fast compared to when you have something pursuing you. I heard this story about a woman that she was 400 pounds and she wouldn't, if you ask her, she could scale a two feet fence. You'd be like, no, I can't, I'm too fat. Until a mad dog was released one day and she scaled a six foot fence like, like no man's nothing. business, right? Like nothing. Because she saw what was pursuing her. Right. She saw what the alternative would be. She doesn't run as fast as she could, right? So that's why comfort is bad. That's like just full stamp, all of these things, it holds people back. Yeah, do. You know, because it just makes them comfortable. It does. And, when, and comfort is an is enemy, enemy of greatness. It is. Too much, too much help. 
is a handicap. Yeah. It will handicap you. Yeah. Like, and, and it goes back to like what I said when here so many of us are simply lazy just because we have too much help. When everything goes wrong, I yeah. go to my mom, I go to my dad, I go mm -hmm. to my grandma, I go to my brother. Like I said, that fails. Yeah. Now I'm going to the government. The government. I need unemployment. Mm -hmm. I need WIC. Mm -hmm. I need uh, food, food stamps. stamps. Uh -huh. You know, I need all these different programs that they're going to freely give mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. section eight not and i'm not let me say this i'm not knocking anybody that get these programs definitely I'm, definitely i'm not knocking it i'm just speaking on how when you when 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 all fails and you can mm -hmm. just go to these things and you fit but you feel like you're being helped but at the end of the day it's handicapping you because it's making you comfortable now you know exactly. like oh if i can't do nothing i can just go to the government and get it they're gonna get it to me exactly. and that's a mentality that is a very um, crippling mentality because it, it cripples you. Instead of you thinking, I'm going to get this out of the situation. Somebody like you, mm -hmm. I got all these people back home depending on me. I, yeah. I got to get it. It's yeah. like, I ain't really got nobody depending on We are already, as you can see, you've been, you've been in America 20 years. Mm -hmm. We have a very individualized, mm -hmm. selfish culture here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's all about me, 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 me. So that alone is, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic here for sure. It's, 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 de it's definitely interesting, interesting dynamic. But let me ask you this: So, what are the um? You said, like you said, you 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 want to take this to a billion a billion dollar the, company. The what? first black owned creators. Because now there's a term. When we first started, there was not the, we didn't have a term to kind of call this niche of entrepreneurs that pretty much sell their knowledge, their expertise. So now there's this term now called creator's economy, right? For people who kind of, you know, teach online, sell courses, memberships and stuff. So which we're in that space. So the dream in five years that Vonza becomes the first black owned because there are others that have done it. There's no black owned yet. First black owned platform to hit $1 billion in valuation. Yeah. You, and and you, uh, you're on your way, bro. We are. You're working. You're put, <laughs> you put, you putting in a lot of work. You're doing your thing. you definitely um, you, you on your way. I, I, I want to I uh, ask you this. One of, the, one of the final questions I got. For somebody that's listening to this, and they are where you are 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. When they feel like, man, I, I got nothing to my name. I might have a woman that believes in me, or I might not. I might be solo. What is that piece of inspiration and piece of advice that you can give them so they could so that they could believe in themselves that it's brighter day is coming wow that's a really good one so i would say first thing is that you got to find something you got to stay hungry right? how do you but how do you do that how do you do that by one you have to one some some of it have to be in it right it, it has, has to, to be, be within you. you it has to right. be in you so you got to find a way because you can't always depend on people or things to, to make keep, you hungry to, yeah you got to have that dream if you don't have it talk to god and say god give me a dream give me that hunger give me something within me that makes me want to have more see because god's not going to give you beyond what you want ask or think or mm. desire right mm. if you just want to just get by every day that's what you're going to get you're going to get right but, that's facts. <laughs> you know what i'm saying that's but, facts. but when you think bigger you dream bigger right then that's all you need to do but how is going to happen that's god's part all you have to do is to your, the dreaming is yours the execution, the favor, the resources is God's. But once you start dreaming, then God will show you that first step, right? Once you take that first step, then the next step is going to come and the next step is going to come. So I would say dream, 
stay hungry then i'll say mindset that is huge that is huge that is huge i never believed i could make a hundred thousand a year until i started hanging around people and seeing people making a hundred thousand dollars a year really? then it became my mental framework then it became exposure exposure became okay now it's possible right before i got my my rose royce I was at a, uh, let me shout out to Neil, Nehemiah Davis. Mm -hmm. I was at his mastermind and there was his Rolls Royce, his body, Joshua was there with his Lambo and, you know, we were allowed to like take photos and sit in it. And when I sat in his, because before then, Rolls Royce was like a dream car, a, dream car. a wish, a desire. But when I sat in that boy's <laughs> Rolls Royce, I said, woo, it went from something I was wishing for to, to my current experience. And that's important. That's and very important. shifted in my mindset. I shifted from something I wanted to have to something that I already have possessed mm. and I just need to go get it. Mm. So that mental shift that began to put things in place for it to happen. So people need to expose themselves. We are all a product of our environments, right? And environments can keep you or it can expose you. If you are living to, uh, to your viewers now, if you live in a bad part of town, you live in a poor part of town, yep. and you think you're saving because the rent is cheaper, but what, you're not, what you don't know you're doing is that you are also limiting your ability to dream bigger, to, es to expose your mind, your soul, your spirit to more. That's like people who grew up in the hood or ghetto tend to live and die there. They never get out of that place because the environment contains them, right? So if you live in an environment that doesn't inspire That's you, facts. move. I don't care if you move from a three-bedroom to a one-bedroom, move environment, move location, move That's exposure, facts. go to places, go to events because every the mind is like a sword. It's like, yeah, it is. Right? Everything like is a sponge. Seen, like a sponge. You just keep taking it. And when it takes in enough of that stimuli that you desire then it produces it just happens and, and and that was key for me i just stopped hanging around people where just wanting to just make forty thousand dollars a year and when i say going to place people making a million dollars a day a million dollars a month they're not smarter than me i can do it too Right, mm -hmm. so I have this rule or this law. Let me give it to uh, to the to the viewers real quick too. This is what I believe, and I've seen happen to me over and over and over again. Anything I ever want, if I can see it, if I can touch it, if I can feel it, is mine. It's mine. I can have it. I can have it. Yes, yes. Okay. I can have it. Man, that's a that's man. So that, go touch that rose. Go touch that house. Go touch that uh -huh. billion. I went to an event I made with the founder of Mailchimp. It sold for. 22 18 or 22 billion dollars the guys were like four billion dollars i paid whatever it would take for me to be in the room just to touch his hand, to touch his hand. because if i can touch it if i can feel it if i can see it i can have it bro that's so powerful that's a powerful yeah. way to end up for that and that's so that's i feel like that's one of the secrets at least for me personally to success just yeah. for anybody that's listening that's in a position where they see their way out they're like man i'm broke as hell i'll never be Get out of that environment. Yeah. Go to that car dealership yeah. and just look at that car, touch that car, get inside mm -hmm. that car. Go to that nice mansion or yeah. a high rise. Go like do all these things because it's gonna make you like wait. This is not out of reach. This is possible. Mm -hmm. That's all the things I, I live in a high rise now. Before I lived nice. in a high rise, before I could afford a high rise, 
and I was driving a Nissan, living in a regular apartment. I went and toured these things. And then when I toured it, like you said, my mind just was like, wait, this is attainable. Mm -hmm. This is not out of reach. When I'm in a, when I when I'm in a building and I'm seeing regular people mm -hmm. that look like me, I'm like, wait. I can do this. This yeah. is not something crazy. Driving a nice car. I'm like, I went to go see the car first, mm -hmm. way before I could afford it. I went to go see all these things up. And that not only did it open my mind up to let me know what's attainable, it had it gave me a target to reach for. So having that target naturally keeps me focused mm -hmm. and keeps the distractions out of reach. And everything is just tunnel vision because I got a target. Now I've seen it. Mm -hmm. I've been in that nice house. I've been in that mansion. I've been in that high rise. I've been in that car. So I've been in that that luxury store. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was broke, I used to go to Saks all the time, bro. My mom probably used to be sick of me. Like, we going to the mall for no reason. I'm yeah. like, I just want to be around this stuff so I could yeah. get this. So when it happens, I could I could feel it. And me feeling it, it's kind of like, in a weird way for me, it's kind of like a, um, what's it called? Uh, what's it called? The Attract, uh, Love attraction. Law of attraction. Yeah. That's what it is for me personally. So, I, bro, I know from firsthand, that's powerful, bro. For y'all that's watching, please go toward that, <clears throat> that mansion, that high rise, that nice, whatever, that Lamborghini, whatever. Go look at these things. Yeah. If you want to watch a nice watch, go look at that yeah. watch. Asking you try to, the Rolex on, do yeah. all those things because it's going to turn you up. You're going to be, when you put that on, you're going to yeah. feel like it's yours. Yeah. It's not yours, but you're going to feel like it. And that feeling it's just going to be everything. It's everything. It's everything, man. And yeah, I just, I just want to say that before we wrap up. But before we wrap up, I want to say, first of all, I really, really, really appreciate you flying out to Dallas, coming on the show, and dropping a lot of game and a lot of value. Like, I know my listeners and watchers are going to love this episode. And secondly is, plug in all your stuff where people can follow you, become a client, become a customer, get merch, everything, like, plug, plug it all. Yeah, so thank you so much, Xavier. This is amazing, thank man. You, it's like uh, meeting a celebrity. <laughs> I watched a couple of episodes, and I'm like, I want to be on this show, you know. Thank you, thank, thank you, man. For Appreciate this happen, that. You know, uh, so... <clears throat> Yeah, so there are really two I'm going to really push you. The one is Vonza.com. Yep. Uh, in fact, today, we just released our freemium plan, you know, because we also saw to a lot of people, they, they, they don't have... You will, Think that $99 a month should be easy. Some people, they just can't afford it. Or they Press. just don't have the faith to afford it. Mm. So now we just released a new free plan whereby use all the features free forever and only pay when you make money, right? So when you make money, you pay a small transaction fee of 10%. So if you don't make money, you don't have to worry about paying. So you can just go to vonza.com, V-O-N-Z-A, repping Vonza chain too. <laughs> you know, vonza.com, create a free account. Then also too, for personally, for my coaching, my courses, merch, podcasts, everything else I do is the new rich that me. <clears throat> The new rich that me. So if you go to these two places, uh, you're gonna get information about us. I'd love to connect with you. That's that's beautiful, man. Make sure y'all tap in and the link for Vonza. I'm gonna put it in the show notes for everybody that got that's got businesses, got stuff going on, got courses. I'm gonna pick that that link in the show notes so you guys can get tap into that ASAP. And it, as always, you guys can follow me on all platforms at Xavier Miller. I'm at the official Xavier Miller on uh, Instagram. And you can follow the Millionaire Mindsets podcast everywhere as, everywhere as well. And that's all I have for you guys on this episode of the Millionaire Mindsets podcast. See you guys next episode. Peace.
Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some game, Xavier y'all gonna talk about it No Deanna speak that shit that everybody voucher Ain't no more excuses valid, get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant